another great sunny day in hot ass LA and another great day for Mega Sheen. I'm Victor. I'm Nick. And you just gonna forget about Kentucky. You just gonna say, fuck <laughs> the fuck our weather. It, LA is the only thing that matters. Well, <laughs> I didn't It's okay. It's okay though. You know, I didn't know I it, but in some ways, maybe I did. No, uh, I kind of <laughs> miss the little, you know, fall-ish, whatever autumn weather that used to be in Murray, Kentucky. I kind of miss that. Bitch, it is 89 degrees. Ain't no way it is fall. (laughs) Ain't no way that is fall weather. That's true. We are are about to burn up. It's been hot. Fuck. It's hot (laughs) as hell for no goddamn reason. (laughs) How you been? What's been going on? Well, um, as some of y'all know, I am working with an editor, my second book, and I have my outline is due Monday, and I have one one last um, chapter to outline, and that is today. And uh, I'm excited and nervous because this story is is a good chunk, 50% different than what I originally wrote. And I'm like, wow, how did I come up with that? I'm really impressed with that. But at the same time, I'm like, does that make sense? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just going to see how that goes. But I kind of like the story I came up with because I was like, oh, um, totally different. Less characters. They have a focus. They got to get something. They have to find something, give it back. But something's coming to get them because they took it. And but the thing is, somebody else wants it, <laughs> and so they try to get it too. So it's all this run around. Somebody give it to me. I want it back, but I want it. So it's time. It's it's that type of story. Child, sounds like some gay drama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you got the crown. I want that crown, but that bitch over there wants that crown. So it's right. You just like that because <laughs> in that format. Um, and you know, I I was off for a week. I got to enjoy just being, you know, had a staycation here. Um, you know, saw hustlers. Uh, talk about that in a second. Saw that. Uh, went to Disney Thursday. Had a good time at Disney. Um, they're really working on that Marvel part of. Of the park, and I'm telling y'all, um, I posted some pictures um, online, but it's they already got a station like for Captain Marvel. They have Stark Industries. They got stuff coming. Um, it it was really fun. I was on the if y'all remember the Tower of Terrors no more. It's the Guard of the Galaxy ride now, and that was really cool. But they're literally dropping you up and down, so I found myself like floating out of my seat, which was kind of weird. But um, yeah, this that was fun to go at Disney, and I really don't like Disney World or Disneyland, but Great uh, Great America Disney is actually worth it. Uh-huh. So yeah, that was fun. Um, and you know, I go back to work <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> we got a little bit of drama going on over there, but hey, it wouldn't be work if it wasn't drama. So right. Well, so yeah, that's pretty much what I am doing. How about you? Um, I've been on a uh, documentary kick here lately. Uh, so what was it? Last week I watched uh, "Knock Down the House." Mm-hmm. Um, when the levees broke and Black Godfather. Oh, I saw that one. What else I watch? Oh, and um, uh, the Black Panthers, the something, uh, what was it? Something Vanguard. Uh, mm-hmm. The one from the PBS. 
Um, yeah, uh, just trying to get my knowledge in, you know, or whatever. What did you think of um, Black Godfather? It was really good. I didn't know that Clarence Avant had so many endeavors or enterprises, like in media, like in music and TV. Mm-hmm. And he has his hand in everything. Like, yeah, that's really good. But at the same time, didn't know shit. <laughs> like, wasn't he wasn't a um, composer he wasn't a musician he wasn't an actor he wasn't talented in that kind of aspect but he knew the right people for the right job to get to the other right people so that's i would say a talent in itself but my gosh everybody knows him like they were talking from Puffy to Kamala to Bill Clinton to Obama to Run DMC to uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Like every fucking body knew him. Yeah. Hell, he ha- he uh, helped the um, composer to the Mission Impossible uh, theme song when, uh, well, I think it was an Emmy. So it's just like, God damn, this man knows everybody. Yeah, but yeah, I, it was good. I liked it. Yeah, he. I was watching that. And I was like, this man is in everything. He was like a shadow. It was like literally, he was in like everything. And you were mm-hmm. right. He's like with Clinton. He's working with Kamala. All that stuff. And it's funny because I think um, that they came up about her because um, they were talking about like people who have done things and how he has been like, you know, like, Hey, make sure you're doing this, make sure you're doing that. Um, making sure we know when I was talking, working with her or um, the music stuff. I'm like, who? I was like, how did this pop up anywhere and everywhere? And how Clinton couldn't do anything. Let's talk to him first. I was like, right. Like, dang. I was like, this man is influential, but it, it kind of showed me like the power that we have our intuition, the power of black intuition. And, mm-hmm. you know, our gut has always led us in the right places if we, if we listen to it. So that's why I was, you know, it's really, really, really like so excited to watch that um, and everything else. So yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. I'm going to watch it again. It was. Yeah. I heard there's going to be a Tina Turner documentary coming out. I'm like, well. Is that necessary, though? Yes and no. Because I feel not really like of her past, but where she is now. She hasn't performed in what? 10, 15 years? It's like she says she doesn't need to. (laughs) You read that article. (laughs) You know, that, you know, Tina, what Tina showed us is it's like, Bitch, I've done everything, and I'm done. Let me stay in this chateau, and I'll make an appearance, uh, and that's about it. I'll come and see my Broadway play. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I think somebody said it's going to be one of her talking about what she was talking about in that art, like where she is now, what she's learned. Almost like, you know, that Eartha Kit one? Uh-huh. Sitting out in the garden. I kind of want that. I kind of want... Tina sitting out on somebody's garden. Like maybe if it's, you know, Oprah doing it, because you know they friends. So they sit out and they talk and she just tells the truth about look, I did, I've danced 
for Ike and blah, blah, blah. And I dance for myself and I'm done. When you get a castle, then it comes to me. <laughs> right. Get on my level, huh? Yeah, because basically, I mean, when you think about it, that article was really, I enjoyed that article. It was, she was like, you can be brave. But I wasn't, you know, she was like, I'm just trying to live. I wasn't trying to be this role model. I was just trying to survive. Right. And I was like, that's, I feel like that was all, sometimes we need to hear that. Like, don't be trying to be all these things. Just try to survive. Or just try to live, basically. Just try to live. But I, I don't know. I, would, I wouldn't mind a little bit of a little, I don't know, documentary with Tina. Or her or someone. I, I kind of want to make sure that we, or a Donna Ross documentary. Like, what's Donna Ross talking about right now? Like, I think we haven't really sat down with Donna Ross in a while. So I'm like, I would like to have that a little bit too. Just something. Mm-hmm. To see our greats and just be like, you know, this is where they are right now. That's true. Just something. I mean, I don't know. Somebody said, I remember we were talking about this with some friends and they was like, how about Cher? I'm like, I feel like I know where Cher is up to. I just feel like I need to know more about what, what's Diana Ross talking about, what she's doing. I want to hear from her. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no. We hear enough from Cher and Bet. Bet gets dragged on Twitter every other month. So it's just... Well, if she would just shut her white ass up. I'm like, Bet, you know, I said, I appreciate you, but you know, that's, you just... Just watch. Because sometimes she'll tweet some stuff. It's like, yeah, I feel you. And then this was like, mm, okay. <laughs> I was like, ma'am, there's other people you can pull out. But okay. <laughs> well, I guess we should just get on up in this tea. The, Let's get up in it. These cups are ready and everything else. Let's just play it simple. So birds of prey, the poster's out. Um, it was a cute poster. Did you see it? I did see it. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's cute. Um, I'm interested because, like, uh, I don't see that, um, Black Mask was in his actual mask. Oh, he wasn't disfigured yet. Yeah. I still want to see the movie. Um, if nothing else for, isn't Rosie Perez supposed to be in it? Yeah. That's honestly one of the main reasons I want to see it. <laughs> oh, well, I, you know, I don't know what to expect. Uh, so I'm going in, you know, like, okay, see, I want to see what y'all going to do. Um, and I do like they, they've gotten Harley out of that, you know, the male gaze of things. She is looking like somebody that I can believe in. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm happy about that. I'm happy to see what they're going to do with the other characters but they all look so gritty and i don't know yeah i I was sitting there going they all have to be so gritty i mean yes this is gotham and this is a whole world but i'm just like to have to be that rough all the time like i don't know we just have to see but you know it's something about it that that is authentic and there's some parts of it that i'm like y'all just score the thrill the look of the thrill so i'm like i i want to see how this comes out like right. You can go by just the poster, but there was a teaser trailer um, that was um, that you could have seen um, at, if you went to see it. You could have saw the trailer. And it was like, you know, it was interesting because I thought it was the beginning of it, but it wasn't. It was the little teaser trailer, and it looks really cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I, I'm hoping to get a little bit more. I think we may get more very soon. 
because I think we're, it's getting close to where we will be getting the Wonder Woman trailer soon. Cause I think they will say around November or December for that trailer. So I feel like um, they'll probably give us more as we get new to the year. Well, hopefully what isn't uh, Wonder Woman supposed to come out next year? Yeah, they, they need to be, I, I I'm sure they're going to have a build up. I have a, oh, right. I want a bigger build up. <laughs> like let's get here. Let's get here. I want to see it because you know last time they kind of I feel like they underestimated what this movie was going to do because we didn't see a lot of ads for it and y'all may remember I was literally driving around Los Angeles like where are the billboards and then they start popping up like around two weeks before the movie came up I was like there's no there's billboards for things that I don't even know why they even have billboards so um Hopefully we'll start seeing some stuff soon. I know the Batwoman billboard is up on Sunset. So we'll see. We will see. We will definitely see. Yes. And quick note, since I just mentioned CW, you know, CW has a lot going on. We got Batwoman coming out. They're going to do the crisis of the Earths. Um, really quick news. Tom Welling will be back as Superman. Um, if y'all he remember- still look fine. Oh, my God. Damn. Like that little bit of gray and those, because he always had those pretty eyes and those cute lips. And yeah. That just kind of aged really well. And he's a little more, he's a little thicker now. You know, I'm like, okay, sir. He was in Lucifer and I was like, whoa, you are. Hmm. I, I'll be honest. I only watched Lucifer just to watch the see the episodes he was because um, I just wanted to see what he's been up to. And I was like, okay, you're still looking you need to be touched. But um And not by an angel. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sure he's somebody's giving him love. Um <laughs> but yeah, he needs to be touched by all the great angels of my heart. <laughs> I can't even think of what I wanted to say. But anyway, point is it's gonna be interesting to see that. Also, they're gonna really jazz it up so that's going to be a big talk coming up soon so we'll see what's going on with that and then maybe we'll talk about it maybe we'll report it to see what this is because i have to give cw credit they have been you know stepping it up when it comes to dc stuff right i mean <laughs> what we're gonna rely on the movies well <laughs> i mean <laughs> i mean you know what can we what can you do I feel like we have to be. We might want to be careful because if they keep killing it with this DC stuff, I bet you they're gonna try to move all that stuff over to DC Direct because DC Direct is not doing so hot. What I've been hearing, and so I can DC see DC Direct or DC Universe. That, I guess is that Direct, the one that has Titans and then the cartoons, whatever, whatever has. I think, it's, I think it's Universe. Because I feel like they're like, okay, we need to fill this up. How can we fill this up? Move all that stuff. <laughs> there. Right. So I'm like, eh, I'm gonna be careful because I don't want them to do any more streaming services. Right. Um, keeping up with DC, we got the insight of Suicide Squad sequel. Um, they released who will all be in the movie. So we basically got a, <laughs> a bingo board of actors who will be in this. Come on, bingo board. That's what it looked like, a bingo <laughs> And I was like, that's cute because you can play who would die or who would actually make it through. <laughs> like, so, because I feel like some of those names, 
like Tanache is in this. Well. And I'm curious, I, like, who she's going to play. Is she going to play anybody serious, you know, or was that a, who knows? I don't know. I'm very curious, like, what, who are these characters? Because I'm like, who, I mean, they brought back some of the same people, like, you know, from like, Captain Boomerang is coming back. Viola Davis is coming back, of course. Um, and not that Enchantress, thank God. <laughs> not that um yeah i will not leave that uh inflatable alone lord uh jay courtney's coming back that's the captain that's the captain Uh one scene that's going to be in this movie nathan fillion um taika yeah he's gonna be in it pete davidson's gonna be in it um wasn't that ariana's uh am i thinking about somebody else no was that him, the big dick dude? Yeah. This is massive one that he was just destroying this little girl. With. Guess, he ain't cute though. Like, I mean, he really isn't, but you like, know. You can have one and be mediocre looking and I want to see it, but he doesn't look like a damn zombie. I didn't really care to see him. Um, let's see, Storm Reads. And Storm Reed is really making sure that she is going to be seen. <laughs> um, if you don't remember her, she was in Wrinkle in Time. She's now um, um, Zadaya's sister on Euphoria, and so she's also in this movie. Um, John Cena? Like, yeah. the fuck? John Gunn's in this movie. There's a lot of people in this movie. Um, Peter Capaldi, who was Miss Doctor Who. Um, it's going to be a lot. So I wonder what they're going to do with this movie. Oh, but you know what? You, uh, that guy's not coming back. Um, El Diablo. I thought that he was going to come back, but he's not coming Well, we can't have it all. I know, because the actor who plays him is fine. But oh, yeah. He is fine. Um, so, yeah, this is going to be interesting to see. But, you know, they released that information is. It's going to be kind of wild. Um, James Gunn is directing this. And if y'all remember James Gunn, he was doing Guardians of the Galaxy. But after some tweets came out, um, they removed him. And he just went right over to DC. So, mm-hmm. You know what? I think this, this uh, sequel to Suicide Squad is going to be like um, uh, The Dirty Dozen. Mm-hmm. Like this, that's what it's given me for some, some odd reason. Hmm. Because in general, they have the similar preference. Yeah. These group of people that, you know, damned if they die, damned if they do, you know, we are not taking any kind of responsibility for them if they die. But I I don't know. I, I want to see it just alone, only because of Viola mm-hmm. and Idris. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. I need to see some footage. Yeah, I didn't see what they're doing. Um, and as we have said before, they could just do, why don't they just go ahead and do, um, what's her name? Just the movie with Viola Bible. <laughs> Amanda Waller. Yeah, let's just do that. Can she get a movie? I don't gave Joker a movie. Give Amanda Waller a movie. Just have her just killing people. I mean, <laughs> I mean just something where it's like, let's see the ruthlessness of this woman. Because um, I remember that in the first movie, she was like, it was like, we're going we're gonna to mess stuff up. She said, well, come on. 
Mm-hmm. I'm ready. I'm like, oh, well, she just called all your bluffs. She said, she said, okay, come on. I'm ready. Didn't go walk in there and shoot up everybody. We don't need no witnesses. I'm like, <laughs> give her her own movie. That's all. Basically. I don't know. What else do we have today? Um, uh, well, we mentioned this really quick. Streaming services. So, there are multiple streaming services. There's HBO Plus coming out. There's BET Plus, which I'm trying to figure out who's going to get that. Child, when I saw that, I said, BET, I'm not watching Baby Boy. I'm not paying you to watch Baby Boy again. I'm not. I refuse. <laughs> like, the fuck? The only thing you're going to have it on is Baby Boy, all those Tyler Perry movies. They're going to have that uh, First Wives Club. Um series which i really wasn't checking for to be honest i don't get it but anyway i I don't either and the part of streaming service like nbc is going to have a streaming service that's going to be peacock they're going to have a reboot of saved by the bell and if y'all have not looked at this very closely this looks i'm so the description is Zach Morris is the, what a governor or a senator or whatever now. He has this new initiative to bring all the poor kids in, from poor schools to go to more affluent schools like Bayside, which is the school that they went to when they were kids. We watched. Um, so it's going to be the joining of the poors and, and the rich and what that experience is like. So basically it's... Um, the haves and the have-nots. That and also <laughs> uh, BLC and... Baldwin Heights and like ugh, I'm not watching that bullshit. I'm not either. And a you know Elizabeth Berkeley and Mario Lopez are coming back. They're going to be married because as y'all remember they were boyfriend and girlfriend in the show, so they're going to be parents. I think they're going to be married together. I think, but they're going to be parents um, in the middle of the situation. Um, somebody said that one of them, I guess they if they are if they're not together, it's going one of going to represent. <clears throat> the poor kid and one will represent the parent of the rich kid. So who would that be? Um, that would be, that could be problematic on both sides because if mm-hmm. it's Mario, it'd be like, well, why it has to be the, not the next person? But if it's Elizabeth, it's like, why it has to be uh, what's going on with that situation and we should be a single mom. The thing that's really missing is, well, one, Mark Park Glossner, because he said he just found out with the rest of us. <laughs> I was like, okay, sir. Well, he's on Blackish. And what's been funny is people have not figured out that, that is he is Zach. One, but people also did not realize that he's biracial. And, uh-huh. I, and I was like, he said, he said that out loud. He was on, I think, Jimmy Kimmel or somebody's show. And he said, no, I'm white and Indonesian. And he, it was a picture of him and his mom. But if you look at him, if he was in a show called, um, it was something on Fox. He was on two shows on Fox. But if you look at him closely when he has black hair, you can see it. You can literally see uh, the mix versus when he was young and they had him, you know, dyed his hair blonde and everything else. But when you see him, you know, without all of that, he, you can tell he's, he's not completely white. So he's on blackish, well, not blackish, he's on mixish right now um, as Rainbow's father. Um, so when he tweeted, <laughs> that he said, hey, I just 
found out when you did. We're not sure he's going to be in it. But Lark Voorhees is not in it. And I feel like, okay, y'all, I understand she's been through stuff. But y'all could at least extend the offer to be like, hey, Lisa, would you want to come back? I mean, Lisa, Lark, would you like to come back and play Lisa? Or can we work something out? Because y'all have gave people who, no shade, but let's remember that right, Robert Downey Jr. was going through the muck. Uh-huh. Y'all was still giving him roles where he couldn't even get insurance because of what he was going through. And he bounced back. So y'all can give Lark Voorhees <laughs> a chance to bounce back. She's been looking good. I follow her on Instagram. She's been looking good. You know, she's out here, over here in Pasadena, just uh, 10 miles down the street, having a good time. So y'all can give her something. <laughs> Child, all these fucking streaming services. I'm not paying for the Peacock. I'm not either. Fuck that. I'm not paying for um, HBO Max or whatever they want to be called. I'm not paying for Apple Plus. I'll, I'll pay for Disney now. Um, but all these other streaming services, I said it when Netflix and Hulu were competing and whatnot. I said pretty soon everybody's going to have their own streaming services and then it's damn near going to be the same as having cable. And what do you know? Everybody has their fucking other streaming services out there. Which is fascinating because, you know, for example, I have um, DirecTV. And from that, I have the basic channels, which I only, I really don't watch. I was thinking about the other day when Scandal left, I, you know, I was like, okay, I really don't watch these regular channels, unless it's like the debates or mm-hmm. something, or like the awards. But I really don't watch those channels. I mostly watch HBO, Netflix, um, FX. Like I was like thinking about it the other day, like, or I look at my things, like I have Shutter, have Netflix, um, I have Cinemax, and I have um, Prime Video. So I have that. So part of me is like, I don't really need all these other things. I have HBO. And I don't really need the uh, those other ones that much. So I was like, I my package I have now for 65 a month is good for me. I'm about to add Disney. So that'll be like 70 or like 70 something a month. And that is it. We're not going any higher than that. We're just not. Right. I don't need. And plus when I thought about it, I was like, I really don't. I come off from work. Um, I would end up putting on a movie that I've already seen. Like after the news go off and whatever I want to see is gone, I will just like, okay, let's see what's on. Um, let's go. I go look at Cinemax. You can look at all their movies and you can like pull, you can bookmark the movies you want to see. So I'll bookmark 20 movies and be like, okay, I'm going to watch Black Swan tonight. And not really watch it, just have it on in the background. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Or watch a movie I've seen like 40 times, like I'll go like, oh, enough. <laughs> enough. It's all. I'm going to put it on, even though I've seen enough. And Jennifer Lopez in that bad wig at least 40 times by now. Kingdom Come was on the other day. So I put that, put, I put that on my cue to be like, I'm just going to watch it just to see um, Loretta Devine to do those lines in that movie. <laughs> So I don't think I will be adding all that stuff, but I feel like they, these companies need to be like, okay, maybe we need to be smart and not release more. Or just work with like, hey, Hulu, maybe we can work together. Or hey, Netflix, let's have a NBC section. 
they kind of already do. But you know what I mean? Like, just have a section of our stuff and we just keep keep it moving. Because I think a lot of people will start losing money. That's right. Because uh, y'all got, no, I'm not doing it. I refuse. I refuse to do it. <laughs> Even when they announced that Battlestar Galactica is, which I'm like, why is that being rebooted? That's the third, technically it's the second reboot. Because they had the one in the late 70s, early 80s. Then they had the one that came out in the early 2000s, which was really. Well, we have a, they had Gallica, which is kind of the prequel to it. So uh-huh. this is kind of another one, and it's going to be done by the guy who's responsible for for Mr. Robot. And I'm like, okay, Mr. Robot. Well, <laughs> I was like, Mr. Robot, you have to be like Legion. You have to be in the right mindset to watch. Um, and so I'm like, do I? That's not enough for me to get this service, but I am kind of curious to see what they're going to do with Battlestar Galactica. So, mm-hmm. I it is too much, and I and I'm wondering if some cable company is going to not cable company, but like how um, Directv or Roku is going to be smart and be because I think Roku is going to be like, okay, well we'll offer you Roku Red that has these four things already here. Mm-hmm. And then you just get that. Or now, as you know, some of you already get Roku when you get the brand new TV. So I'm like, some of this you already get. Why would I want to pay more when I already got it when I bought this $500 ass TV? <laughs> so, yeah, it's a lot right now. And I'm not really, even the boondocks is coming back, but I'm not, again, I'm not compelled. If you told me Girlfriends was going to have a brand new series on one of these streaming networks, I would be... Then we would be talking. We'll be talking. <laughs> I would be like, well, you know what? I don't have to get... Um, I don't have to get this Tom Ford cologne. I'll use that money to make sure I keep this streaming service. <laughs> like, well, maybe I can find some, some money lying around somewhere. Yeah. I just won't eat out every Friday night. Right. Every other Friday night. <laughs> I don't know. If they do that, I'm here for it. And and we this happened when we wasn't on. But did you see that little clip that Tracy put up of all of them? Bitch, <laughs> I let out. I was like, um, what's going on over here? And then I saw everybody. I was like, okay, so I'm going just gonna have to watch uh, Blackish just for this episode, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, they still look so pretty, so good. And I'm saying, if that, if they have a good, I mean, the show has good ratings anyway, but if that one has a good uptick, if they don't get up and be like, okay, we need to do just a follow-up, a little movie, you know, even do like a little eight-episode thing and put it on one of these. See, my fear is they're going to do that. And it's gonna go on BT Plus. <laughs> I hope not. But see, BT is owned by Viacom, right? Yes. But who owns the rights to BT? Is it wasn't it produced by CBS? Yes. So it's really theirs. Oh, it so could, it, it could go on. It could go on CBS Access. Right. Because it's technically a CW. It's theirs. CBS CW. It's in that round and they have a streaming thing but you get that free so that's why i'm like well they already have it mm-hmm. but cbs could be greedy because they know we want it 
and then I'm already mad. <laughs> already mad. Oh goodness. Well, do we have anything else before we go into a king size a king size issue? Let's talk about this uh predator, um, Ed Buck. Oh my goodness, how can I forget? Yes. So they got him. <laughs> what's what's that mean? Um, Rose McGowan. We got him. We got him. <laughs> um, he got arrested the other night um, last week um, for having a drug house. That was how the news was putting it out. Basically, having a drug house. And if y'all not familiar with Ed Buck, I'll give you the quick and dirty. Um, this man um, has been known as a big. Uh, political um, fundraiser for the Democrats, gave a lot of money for a lot of the presidential campaigns and Democratic campaigns. Um, Liz in WeHo, uh, but has been known to have, um, you know, I, I would say murdered two black men that we know of. Um, mm-hmm. And they've been found in his house. Um, and then there was a third that was that suffer overdose could have been a third person who would have been dead. Um, but it's been a long time coming because people we've been protesting him and talking about him for a while. But uh, uh, finally, they got they got him. He was arrested. He had a. They're looking into seeing what will happen. There, some people are hoping that he will get five or more years in prison. Um, I'm very curious. I am. I've been trying to. We were talking about this last night um, with some friends of mine. We, we were thinking about going. You know, if, if it's open court, we would like to go and see that. Um, but it's just been really, it's been a long time coming that this man got arrested. And um, it's been really interesting. Um, <laughs> right now, um, people have been there. He's been in court. There's people, there's pictures of him looking just like that. You remember that man in Poltergeist 2, that preacher? Just Get out. <laughs> so right now, for what we know, his his bail is set at four million dollars. Which ten percent of four million is what four hundred thousand? Mm-hmm. And he looks. There's, I remember there was a picture of a black man. I think it was the one who overdosed. It was like buying, like taking groceries inside the house, and people taking pictures of it. And mm-hmm. I have to wonder when this is out there you know this man is known for these things you have to wonder what what is happening to where even if you know this man is troubled some of these people are still going to him or still trusting him or still defending him he was defended by that community for for a while uh-huh. um, he even had the nickname dr kevorkian around the neighborhood it's just like I I don't understand I I really don't how we could all say and when I'm taking us the LGBTQ folks will say oh we want equality we want this we want that but yet when bullshit like this happens especially to brown and black gay folks all of a sudden where their white folks are mute or we're causing too much trouble or, you know, some other outlandish ass excuse just to make sure that we don't rock the boat. Yeah. 
And I'm so sick of it. I'm so fucking sick of it. Yeah, the fact that, um, you know, that he was shielded. I personally feel like he was shielded um, by that community. It, it, it basically said to me, this is how you feel about us. Um, this is why I don't like going there. I don't feel always safe there. I don't feel like that if something went down, anybody would be looking out for me in a way that uh-huh. they would look out for somebody, some white twink or what have you. If Ed would have done this to white boys. Girl. Already locked up under the jail. Under the jail. Probably already, you know, I don't wish, well, probably would have been dead. You know what I mean? Like, it's interesting. So I'm like, if this was some white boys, and the, the horrible backlash of that would have been big. Because just imagine, I mean, we all would have been probably, <laughs> we all would have been probably <laughs> burned down if it was some white boy. It'd be like, how dare you, Billy? They would have been like, oh, we need to uh, rally behind our brothers and sisters, yada, yada, yada. Um, and if you're not uh, upset about it, then you're not with us, or you're not an ally, or you're not this, and you're not that, and yada, yada, yada. I'm like, had it been a little Johnny. Um, doped up on meth. Child. It's just... It just goes to show that black bodies do not matter. Yeah. Black lives do not matter. Yeah, he, he's, he's in jail. Um, and, you know, when you think about, think about what he did and the impact of that, but also how telling that was and how telling it was about the community the protection of his complexion, all that stuff. It just really, it just really freaks me out. And I personally believe that WeHo should apologize for protecting him, for making sure that he, I think it was Mayor um, John Ascendia, I cannot say his last name, but the fact that he was quiet, that he did not really speak out against this, that he didn't really try to make sure this was um, taken care of because basically what he was doing that entire time was saying things like if it was proven um, we don't know how truth this is like true it is and we were like we like we can't do that we can't protect somebody because he's your little raggedy friend you should uh-huh. have been more proactive um, the fact that he had these nicknames as you mentioned um and the fact that, you know, at one point they was calling him like the dealer of death. And I'm just like, it's just really interesting. The fact that we, you know, you think about the, the young men that were there and died, like Jamil Moore and Timothy Dean. Dean, I can't talk today. They lost their lives because that community did not take any action to hold this man accountable. And we could have lost another person. So I hope he is thrown under the jail. I hope that he is just thrown away. And, you know, if I can go to any of the hearings, I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm just going to go. I just want to sit there and just, I just want to, I just want to be there. Mm-hmm. Had Ed Buck been black, child. Well, well, see, here we go. Now, if he was black, 
he would have got shot in the street. Okay, well, let's just break it down. If he was black, yes, he would have been shot, shot down. They would have had a, they would have broke into his home, mm-hmm. and then shot him because you know he he had a gun that we didn't see. Then he, then it would have been all our fault as a community because we let our black men down. Okay, then it would have been you know, attack on, from the religious community of this, and then it would have been an attack on our, then the black homophobia would really have been popping and revving up on both ends. So, Lord, I don't even want to think about that. That's a good point. What if he was black? He would have been, a, he's already a predator, but it would have been worse. He would have been treated as worse as that, oh, what was that damn preacher's name in Atlanta? That man who was preying on black boys. He was that, he died. Oh, oh, yeah, um, what was his fuck? What was his name? I know who you're talking about. Look him up because Kanye West was at his church recently. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's really, 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 really fascinating um, just to see how this is coming out so far. But yes, I hope. What I'm tired of is people keep trying to tie him in with like, he gave money to Hillary Clinton. I was like, okay, that, that's not the point. <laughs> that's not the point. The point is this man did these other things. Let's not try to tie this up to the Democrats or tie it up to Hillary Clinton. Because if you want to play that game, <laughs> you don't want to play that game. Let's look at the other side. So let's just hope that he gets what he deserves. Um, he looks like he's gonna die any day. To be honest with you, if you look at him, yeah, that's that's what uh being in jail uh does to you. I know. If you look at Paul Manafort when they showed him, I was like, grayed <laughs> up, looking. It's like Lord. Ooh, imagine when Trump is in prison. Whoa, Lord have mercy. <laughs> That'll be funny. I'll be happy. I'll actually volunteer to go read to the prisoners just to go mock him at the end of the day, and be like, "Can I just come?" I'll be like, "Can I go over here and just say a few words?" <laughs> but that won't happen. All right. Well, I guess we are done. Let's put these cups away and move on to our king size issue. And what are we talking about today? We are talking about the second season of Pose. Mm-hmm. All the things that we like, that we didn't like, our favorite moments, mm-hmm. uh, everything. So, what are what was your overall reaction to the season? It was a lot. I mean, looking back at it, I was like, "Wow, a lot happened in this season. A lot. There was a lot of you know paybacks to the overall history and culture." of the original queens of the ball, you know? Uh, but it gave us a little bit more different dimensions of our character, of our favorite characters. Um, and still, you know, emotional, but all, but it was still moving things forward. You know, there was a lot more understanding of why people were the way they were. So I really enjoyed Overall, I really enjoyed this season, but there were times I just, I, I, was, I was somewhat disappointed, and I guess we'll get into that um, when we talk about candy. But besides that, you know, I was, I was satisfied with the season. What about you? Um, I was satisfied with the season. Uh, it's always 
I always enjoy watching Pose, no matter how many times it makes me ball like a baby. Um, there were parts that I'm like, eh, it didn't make much sense, or I didn't like, or whatever the case may be. But uh, like you, I was I was satisfied, especially now in this kind of era where we don't have representation for brown and black uh, queer folk on TV as it is, or someone telling a story like this that is true to its nature. So I, again, I, I was satisfied with the season. Um, so you mentioned your favorite parts. What were some of your favorite parts of it? Um, some of the favorite parts of the season, um, the ACT UP movement, uh, when they were rebelling in the, the Catholic Church, actually learning about these, uh, and I, the name of the islands escaped me, um, where they just dropped off these bodies. Um, that well, the Hearts Island. Yeah. That was interesting to learn. And I actually followed up with doing my own research about it. Candy's lip sync, uh, obviously, was a, a good part. Even though it just, I still have trouble listening to that song now. Because, because of that, that part. Because of that moment in that episode. There was a, um, so you don't remember the part where they had did the, um, went to the beach house, uh, Electra's little toy beach house. And he, her, him and her were having a sort of, um, a conversation right before they left. And he said, like he likes the enjoy, he enjoys the the solitude. And she responded with, "You can, you you're allowed, or you have that. You're allowed to have that choice to be alone and whatnot. Sometimes, a lot of times, for us, we're forced to be alone. And that hit me in a way that I didn't expect until I actually thought about it." Um, I thought that was very profound. And another part was when uh, Sandra Bernhardt's character was asking um, Blanca, um, right when Blanca started to take her medicine, it says, are you scared because you want to die or are you scared because you want to live? And that's that hit me, especially now that I'm in a weird part of my life as far as possible life-changing things happening and it, it just it makes you think you know what you want to be how you until your future is going to look like who's all going to be there in your future and letting things go that are a of no use to you holding you back or just dead weight And I also liked when uh, Electra got up these, uh, she was collecting the affinity stones of the uh, 
<laughs> Vogue, <laughs> Vogue movement. That's just like that was cute though. That was very cute. I like that. Yeah. What about you? Um, I liked when they did go to Hearts Island, and it was really hard because it was like think of all the people that were just put there, and you know the families they just didn't know. You know, there was just nothing really said or done. Um, they were just there. Um, the times when Craytail and Blanca really, ex like, we got to see the heart of their, of their friendship and why it's there. What is their friendship? What does that mean? And the, the sense of family and, and how that was challenged a lot this season. Um, the part we talked about the whole alone piece, um, that was very interesting because yeah, sometimes that doesn't you are it's a choice for some and sometimes it's not a choice. Mm -hmm. And then what is that feeling all about? Um, I think what the the candy episode was hard, but it was a the ending was a favorite, but it was parts in it to where you again saw what I've always liked about Pose is the fact that at the end of the day they can about to, they can get ready to throw a hammer at you or, you know, cuss you out or whatever, but it is at the heart is family. At the heart is them coming together when they need to. Um, even when, you know, um, Electra was thrown out of what, two or three houses, <laughs> they still all came together. Mm -hmm. um, and so, that's what I appreciate. I love that we are seeing them evolve beyond the the rivalry to a degree. Um, I enjoy when they did have their um, they left and went to they, when they went away. Uh, I keep want to say the Hamptons. They went there and that little read that Electra had for that woman and just letting her know like how you know you've always wanted to be us because in a lot of ways you want you know because you don't have what we already have um, and. I, I do agree with, I go back and forth with this, but I do like that we finally got to see black gay love on television um, and black gay sex on television. Um, it's, it, even, you know, hearing Pray Tale talk about how it's been the best sex of his life, but it was kind of sad because I, it makes me think about how a lot of gay men or black gay men don't have good sex until later in their lives um, because of the things we've been told, the things that we believed about ourselves. Um, we, you know, I've, I, for example, I've been with guys that, you know, when, you know, who are older, black men who were older, who they couldn't be sexual unless they had a few drinks in them. Uh -huh. They helped them feel better and relax about having gay sex uh, meanwhile me i've been <laughs> kissing boys since i was eight you know and doing other stuff at 14 so i'm just like i'm comfortable with being with men but you realize a lot of them have never had those experiences until later in life and so yeah to, to see that was kind of an interesting thing because it, it made it reminded me that a lot of black men or in the men of color who are queer may not have had good sex or anything close to a relationship until later in life 
And that's really, that was kind of hard hitting. So I took a lot out of that episode, but it was one of my favorite episodes because I didn't fault Pray Tale for having sex with Ricky. <laughs> Even though I was like, I could not, because Ricky's what, 20 something? I was like. Yeah, Ricky's a baby. I'm like, child, I work with these. I work with 20 somethings. I've been working with 20 somethings for 20 years. I could not imagine. <laughs> I could not imagine. Could not imagine. I, uh, well. <laughs> Not to put my business out there, but I I didn't see a problem with it. You know, I'm always, I don't have an issue. I don't have necessarily an issue with age, but I can't be out here fucking around with no 18-year-olds. That's, you have to be at least, you know, able to drink <laughs> if you're going to come with me. But I I like the... Um, I like this relationship with Ricky and Praytale because it wasn't just a sexual thing. I think at first everybody thought it was, but as the episode unfolded and whatnot, I think Ricky really enjoyed uh, Praytale's company. And I think Praytale needed Ricky more than Ricky needed Praytale. Especially, you know, since, uh, you know, Praytale was thinking about uh, Candy's death. He was probably thinking about uh, his own partner's death. Mm-hmm. And I think Ricky reminded Praytale that he has a lot to live for. And we know we all do. We all, you know, have been dealt some really shitty hands by life sometimes, whether it be, you know, getting diagnosed with HIV or terminal cancer or God forbid something else. We just have to be reminded that there's more to us than just that, just a sentence or you know misery there's more yeah living in misery i think one of the things i've noticed speaking of that it makes me realize that you know a lot of people i don't want to say thrive in misery but i feel like when they think about us as you know queer men of color that misery is our misery is our gift and i'm like that's not everything about us so what i appreciate with uh pose this year was a gave us some other things about, you know, living in, in, in our world. Um, it wasn't all just misery, but I always, sometimes I want more stories of us that are not, you know, placed in misery. Cause I feel like that we have a new generation coming up. They need to see something else out there, a little bit more hope out there. Uh-huh. Um, and the fact that we don't have to have hope, because we are with a white partner. Because I feel like sometimes I feel like the messages are put out there that you only have the greatest of times if you're a white partner versus uh-huh. if you're someone of your own. And so that's why I will hope in the third season and Pose we will get that. Um, I did like the fact that we got to see Angel and Poppy become a couple um, because that was good to see um, trans... I guess trans straight relationships or 
cis male trans women relationships because you know that is also something that's been shunned and for many years if a, as a cis straight man wants to be with a trans woman he's considered all these other things um but it was nice to see this played out um and played out you know pretty good until they start using cocaine but besides <laughs> <laughs> I did like the fact that, you know, we got to see a little bit more Poppy. And Poppy, you know, we've always talked about how um, he, this is name Angel in real life, um, how he's, you know, he's coming into view. I mean, well, he's coming into view because he's hot, but you know, he's, his character is coming to someone that we all love. And so I like that we, we got to see more of him and see him shine a lot more than you. Yeah. Um... At first, I wasn't too keen on that relationship, but then as it progressed, I was like, okay, this makes much more sense now. And that whole, when uh, Poppy was talking to uh, Angel about saying, I'm a prize too, and one day you're gonna realize this. Mm -hmm. I was like, baby, don't make me cry up through here. I know, I was like, Poppy, I know. <laughs> Are you too young for me, but I was like, I know your prize, and I'll make sure you know that every day. But you know, it was like, yeah, yeah. I was. He was giving us some stuff this year. He was giving us some stuff. Yeah, I, I enjoy. I very much enjoy that whole trajectory um, of their relationship. Yeah. What else? Uh, What else is there to talk about? Let's talk about um, Electra for a second. <laughs> and how she's getting kicked out of all these houses and whatnot. <laughs> um, and then she's actually uh, a dominatrix. Mm -hmm. What did you think about her storyline throughout the uh, season? You know, I, I liked it. I liked that it wasn't it was her going through what she needed to go through. But I think for her to kind of be more humble um, and to like, but to also find herself in her strengths. So it was really good to see her as a dominatrix. It made sense. Um, that whole episode about, you know, probably was, I, I was going back and forth, the one where she had to put the, the, the John, you know, do that whole lock him up in a, that whole situation. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, let's just be honest. You could have just dumped him somewhere. Like all that, all of that, that could have been, I don't know if you needed to do all that. Like he, he doesn't have to be in your closet. He can actually be gone at this point. Um, like, you know, I was like, thinking, that's a lot that y'all have to do. Because you already was in public with this body. Could have just went to, I, this is hard, but they could have went to the island and just left it there. I don't know. They could have done something else, but I was like, oh, this episode was a lot. Um, but I did like the fact that as she was, as you were saying, you know, getting these affinity songs, I like that she knows how to bounce back. And that's one thing I think that in, 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 the, in the sense of her character or the heart of her character, it's all about I can always bounce back. Mm -hmm. You know, I will always be right back in your face, strutting down this runway. So I I I liked her storyline, but I would like for them to kind of focus more on um, 
other things about her than just being fierce. Right. And I think the, um, the actress, Dominique Jackson, she had mentioned or was doing an interview. Um, I think when they were doing that Twitter, that ask, uh, post, a uh, Twitter thing, somebody asked why is Electra the way that she is as far as very sharp and pointed. <laughs> she was like well the reason why she is is because life has made her that way you know being a trans woman you're dealt with so much bullshit that it shapes you into a very different person you know you have to be this strong person because otherwise you might not make it you could be actually killed so it's not so far-fetched as to say that Electra is this whole quote-unquote bully. It's just that life has made her very jaded and has had made her have several chips on her shoulders, which is, I think, can be said a lot to Black people in general mm-hmm. about life has just been such bullshit that we usually feel a way about it whether we want to admit it or not yeah and it's true because you think about black trans women the fact that we already we're getting close to like so like we can we're already in the double digits of black uh trans women being killed you think about a lot of them are just trying to just live in their lives. And so imagine being a black trans woman, imagine trying to have fun, but you always have to always have that one eye open. Uh-huh. You have to have that extra eye in the back. You have to always have all of this weight on you. Um, as well as being black, <laughs> you know, I'm just, I was like, it's all those things. And yes, I've always, you know, I always like there. I, we have I have a student right now who's going through transition, um, and we have talked about some of the the, the issues um, they're going through because um, right now they're using the pronouns as they. So we've been talking about that, talking about what that's going to look like for them, and how we can be supportive but the fact that they told me that there's always this fear that someone is going to do something that just kind of hurt my heart because it's like to carry that with you all the time it Uh it becomes a thing that takes over the let me just live point and so i told my student to live live go out here and live yes always be you know, always be aware, but don't let that just shadow everything. And so I I can't imagine having that weight so much there, but I also understand why it shapes uh, many, many, especially, you know, for people of color, it shapes us to being such hard diamonds, you know, in a way that we will always be gorgeous to look at, but we're we're very deadly. Mm-hmm. very jagged and, and 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 to a degree a little rough and i i hope there will be a day where we don't have to do that 
you know, that you can just be, you can just live. And I, I always hope that one day Black trans women will just be able to live. The Black trans women I do know who have made it, you know, over 40, because there's, there's a few that I've known over 40, and they always talk about, like, I cannot believe I'm still here. Mm-hmm. And that's just really disheartening, you know, but because it, it's, but not what was also disheartening, not so far behind them is us. Yep. And so that's also a whole nother thing. Um, and I, that's why I appreciate this show because it makes you think about all these things where we are. And, you know, that was, this is set in the nineties. So imagine, you know, just, if the, you know, black trans lives, in other places, not New York. Um, and, you know, how that was. How was it here in California? I would love to see, like, a documentary not, or even a series like Pose. And who knows? Pose could do that. Pose can flip it up and be like, okay, we had, you know, three good years in New York. Let's go to L.A. and see what that was like. I think we'll get more of, well, no, because that scene, I don't know. So what was that scene? I don't know. I don't know anything about. We never hear about the California scene, right? But I wonder what that would be like. Now, um, there was a scene where all the kids were actually out of the house um, uh, of, of Blanca's house, and there was that ending part of her where she's looking out. She has a glass, uh, a bottle of wine, and she starts crying. And that's like the end of the episode. That reminded me of when my mom, when we all went to college, and it was just her in the house. And I got, oh my God, I got all of my feelings. Because y'all know, if if I talk about my mom, I five minutes later, I'm crying. And not because it's coming from a place of, uh, like... I feel sorry for it, but it's a matter of pride. And it, it just, that scene, one of those, that was one of my favorite scenes only because it reminded me of my mom, what I felt that she might have been like when we all left. Mm-hmm. And that was, it just touched me in a way, you know, cause I'm just a sad sap. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, what else can we talk about? Um, well, what do you hope to see for next season? You know what? I don't. I don't really know what to expect. Um, I feel like they can do a, a number of things, and I don't. I don't. I honestly, I have no idea. What about you? I, I, as I was saying, I hope that we will kind of, I want to see more good, happy moments. Um, I know we will always deal with the fact that Blanca and Freetail and their statuses, but I also would like just to see some good moments and some things to where it gives us some hope about what's to come, even though we aren't in the future per se, but just something a little bit different. Um, I want 
I, I kind of want them to, I do want them to actually go somewhere else. And I know we are, we are already married to these couples, to these couples, to these characters. Um, but I, I, I kind of want Pose to take us somewhere differently um, or give us a different thing to discuss because at the next season will be maybe late 90s. Um, where will we be at that point if they're jumping every 10 years? Um, what if they go into the 2000s? What will that look like? Um, so I kind of want to see where they will go. We have more character development and more involvement. But I wonder, I think, next season when we get new characters. I feel like it's time for new characters. Right. I feel like maybe next season, maybe a couple of big characters might be gone. I don't know how they'll be gone, but they just won't be here. Yeah. Because I, you know, like any of the shows, like, you know, we had Living Single, Girlfriends, we always had somebody like we, you know, Girlfriends added Monica at one point, or, or we had more William, or we had, you know, something a little bit more, like we had, um, uh, what's this little name? Um, Tony's husband. <laughs> uh, Todd. Todd. We had people in, you know, added more into the story. So I do hope they will add some more people in there just to give, you know, just to move the story forward. I do want that. Uh, but I do, I kind of want them to move away from Paris is Burning. Because I feel like it's time for us to see stories beyond that. Because there are, there are stories beyond that. And I think I'm yeah. a little bit more away. Because I feel like they did some stuff that was, you know, they did things that were tied closely to it. And I was like, okay, let's move from it. Let's move from it. Because I don't want it to come off like it's a crutch. Right. I think in some aspects, they might have already moved past that mm-hmm. in this season. Um, but we'll see. I have, I know um, there was some controversy because some of the, either some of the writers or some of the consultants from the actual ball scene were not on this season. So there might have been a noticeable difference as far as season one and season two in that aspect. But um, I'm hoping that that can be alleviated next season or addressed somehow. And what I didn't even think about, I should mention, this was basically coming from the Vogue era. Um, where Madonna released the song. And it's funny because I remember, it was like, it hit me when I was like, wait a minute. I remember when this song, I was literally alive. When this song was out, watching the video, went to, I was in Memphis when I got the cassette single. Because I couldn't get it, it, couldn't get it in my hometown. They sold it like after the fact. Uh-huh. But I got it, I remember getting the maxi single that was, you know, the cassette tapes that I was all excited for it. All those remixes. Uh, and played them all. I remember my stepfather was like, what? He was like, okay, he's playing that song a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that song. Um, but the B, I remember being alive at that time and I remember being so exciting. 
but to see how that was looked at as a beacon of hope. You know what I mean? Like it was looked at like we're now being put out there. But then at the same time, not really seeing the complete benefits of that. So that was interesting. Like it worked like I know when they was like, oh, we have a dance class now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's becoming popular. I can make some money from this or you know, all this stuff is happening. But at the same time, it was like, but we are not really seeing them. So that was something that was interesting to see. Like, I was living in that era. I was what, 14, 15 at the time. So it's really interesting to be like, wow, I remember the impact of, of Vogue in that song. Also, um, the McLaren song, the impact of that. Because in, in, uh, BET had video vibrations. And video vibrations was the video hour or two hours that played like the videos that wasn't played in Video Soul. So Video Vibrations, and y'all get bored, you can Google it, um, play all the house, black house stuff. So I remember they used to play, you know, a lot of videos from like Misha Paris. Um, there was a song called I Got My Education. Uncanny Alliance, look up Uncanny Alliance because they were <laughs> a lot. D-Light. Um, so many like black house artists was played at that time and deep in vogue was played a lot on there and i remember how that was very impactful because i remember that was one of the reasons why i wanted to straighten my hair mm-hmm. because of willy ninja and i was like wow look how his hair like i can do that i want to do that now i understand that it takes a lot to maintain hair like that when you breath when you permit but it was like i want that look i want that image. i wanted all that and i got that from that video so just to look at the fact that um that when that video was out and think about the impact of that to some degree it's interesting to look back and like wow i was there for that but also to see how they are really paying homage to that in in this series that's true yeah wow. well Tell us how you think about uh, your feelings about season two of Pose. Um, is there anything else we can cover before we go ahead and wrap up? Um, I think we kind of hit it all. I, I, you know, it's it's interesting now that Poppy is dating Janet Mock. Angel's dating Janet Mock, and they well, they look really cute together. So you know, that's really cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that, you know, everybody's getting their dues in the sense of like, you know, you have Dominique is doing a lot of, you know, fashion stuff for major labels. Um, uh, MJ is um, right now here doing a little shop of horrors. Um, so it's nice to see them really kind of stretch out their things. Um, tonight they're up for Emmys. So if you're going to watch the Emmys tonight, watch just to see if, the, if they come out with what they deserve. So, you know, it's going to be really good to see them win something if they do. Um, so, yeah. Overall, I'm, I was happy with everything. Yeah, same. And shout out to Angelica Ross for hosting that LGBTQ forum uh, for the presidential candidates. Uh, oh, yeah. That's kind of, I want to talk about that for two seconds. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. So, I, I don't know if y'all watched it. I did watch that. I watched it all. Um, I was a little bothered because it was 
if you watch it, it was very rushed. So the Candace basically had like a minute. It felt like they had a minute to do things. Um, Liz, uh, Liz was one of the hosts and she is a writer for one of the papers in Iowa. She's also, I, I think she is straight, a straight white woman, which sometimes we have a straight white woman on something that's queer. You need to think about it. Um, so she was there uh, and she interviewed Elizabeth Warren and Kamala Harris. Um, there's already articles out here, but if you watch the video, it was the way Liz addressed Kamala and the way she addressed Elizabeth were two different ways. Um, some of y'all may not know, Elizabeth Warren actually kind of stopped someone from having um, um, surgery for tra transitioning surgery. Um, Kamala did as well, but that was because she was following the law of California at the time. You can't really, again, if you're a prosecutor, can't go against your own state. But she did change the policy. She went behind the scenes to change the policy to where now we have one of the policies that was used throughout the nation when it came to making sure that trans women get the surgery and the medicine they need. Um, Elizabeth Warren didn't really do that, but she was not really tested as much as Kamala. So that whole thing um, just left a sorry note with many people. Um, also the whole issue with Joe Biden, Joe Biden was being Joe Biden and he kind of called Liz out for being, the way she was questioning him. So I'm hoping that this will be a better forum next time, but the HRC one is coming up and that's going to be interesting. I think Don Lemon and all of them are doing it. So um, I'm happy that we're doing this, but if you're going to do it, do it right. But I was happy for Angelica though. I was happy for her. Um, that's all. That's one at that moment. That mm, Y'all watch it. Let us know what you think. But I will say this, that Liz woman has been dragged on Twitter for two days. So just saying. <laughs> Oops. Well, if that's not uh, anything else, you can find us on Twitter. We're at Megastream Pod. I'm at Port of Bazaar's Victor's at Wonder Man 5. You can like, rate, subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Uh, where else? Oh, and Spotify. We're all over the internet at Facebook, uh, Instagram, at Megasheen Pod. I am just about finished with our website, so yay. Um, <laughs> after what seems like forever. Um, let's see. Anything else before we get about here? Well, I'm just interested to see how the Emmys go tonight. Um, happy 30th anniversary to the nation. And All right. You know what? I hope she's still playing when I go to Vegas in November. She's not in Vegas, but I know she's going to be Shit. <laughs> well, that went that again. idea. So, I was telling her she's going to be torn again, so I'm going to go this time. I mean, I can go again. Yeah. Well, if there's nothing else, let's get up out of here. <laughs>